Park Junkies presents Weld Wednesday with AWS, brought to you by the American Welding Society. And now your host, Jason Becker. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Weld Wednesdays with AWS. I am your host, Jason Becker, and today is January 6, 2021. This is the first episode of Weld Wednesdays with AWS for the year. Make sure to tune in the first Wednesday of every month for new episodes. Today, we're talking about student sections and how they can benefit welding students, regardless of their welding experience or grade level. Let's go ahead and get into it. Joining me today, I have Daryl Gashler, who is the Senior Manager of Sections and Student Chapters for the American Welding Society in Miami, Florida. Cindy Galbevy, a welding instructor with Helena High School in Helena, Montana. Her student, uh, Byron Stoner, he is the president of the student section for the Helena High School uh, student chapter with AWS Idaho Montana section uh, District 20. And then Lyle Palm, who is the chief academics officer of Workshops for Warriors located in San Diego, California. So welcome everybody to the Arc Junkies podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come in and help educate the listeners on some of the benefits and functions of the student chapters of the AWS. Thank you for having us. Hey, we're excited to be here. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Oh, no problem. No problem. It's, uh, it's great to see everybody in person, even though it's via Zoom. Uh, 2020, who'd have thought, right? <laughs> so um, we'll go ahead and get started with, with Daryl, because I know you wear a lot of hats over AWS. You're kind of my go-to guy uh, when it comes to anything related to sections, but you also kind of manage the student sections as well. So tell the listeners a little bit about the, the functions, the purpose of a student section, um, you know, some of the things that you have to do to, to help support those different sections uh, so that they can be successful. Yes, sir. Yeah. So thank you again for, for having us uh, on the podcast. Uh, as the senior manager of sections and student chapters, I have the privilege of, uh, of overseeing the operations, the day-to-day operations of our sections and student chapters throughout the society. Uh, we've got uh, just about 160 active sections around the globe right now. The majority of them are, are here in North America, but you know, working on growing and establishing an international presence uh, as well with our student chapters. There's about 120 of those uh, around the world. Again, a, a fair amount of them are, are here in North America. And when we look at our sections and student chapters, we look at them essentially hand in hand. You know, one of the, the core values of the AWS right from the start when we were founded 101 years ago, was finding a way to bring people with common interests in the industry together, ways that they could get together, connect, network, share knowledge. Uh, it's funny how so much has changed in 101 years, but that core element of a, a society as a, a place to bring people together, you know, really hasn't changed. And while 2020 has thrown us through a lot of loops and you know, given us a lot of new challenges of being able to have technology like this to enhance those connections and continue to have meetings and, and network uh, even outside of face-to-face interaction, uh, has been tremendous this year. Uh, so when we look specifically at our, our student chapters, uh, our student chapters are intended to be that uh, version of a student section, a way for people to get together and connect and network and, and really grow their knowledge and grow their passion amongst a peer group. And so the way AWS student chapters are run is we have them hosted at uh, typically at educational institutions, uh, a school, high school, college, trade school, or perhaps uh, like Lyle will talk about in a little bit at Workshop for Warriors at, a, at its own independent nonprofit organization uh, that sees a value in, in having the resources AWS can inject. 
And that's just what we try to do. Once we've uh, identified a location that has an interest in bringing students together, uh, the AWS wants to try to provide them with additional tools, resources, support to strengthen their program and really continue to ignite that student's uh, passion in the industry, whether it be hands-on welding, you know, somebody that's interested in metallurgy and wants a career in engineering. Uh, we want to, to help them further uh, strengthen that path along the way. And Cindy and, and Lyle and, and certainly Byron as a student uh, can provide a great perspective on what that looks like on the ground. Right. So, Cindy, what was it that caused um, your, your high school, Helena High School, to become a supporter of the student section for AWS? So, um, our school participates with Skills USA, and we wanted another outlet for our kids that um, may not attend the Skills USA, and we always push them to. But um, I started an AWS club because it has great connections for our students, and we're the only one in the state of Montana in Helena. And um, so we are just lucky enough, our students really get involved and they've been very accepting into getting to know people outside of our state and just having those connections throughout the nation and hopefully the world for them to be able to use. And have you found like a, a lot of participation amongst the students, you know, uh, kind of being enthusiastic about joining the section and participating? Yes. So we average, we're a small, a smaller high school compared to what you guys have in Florida, but um, we're one of the larger schools in the state and we average about 21 to 25 students in our club. Oh, wow. That's so, I mean, they're, they're pretty active and coming to the section meetings and all that. Yeah. So we in Montana, we're the only one in the whole state. And so to attend a section meeting, we have to go to Idaho which we haven't been able to do. So um, yes, we meet every week. Um, we can vary from 10 kids, five kids, but um, when we have our big get togethers, they'll be up to 21, 25 kids at a meeting. Nice. You, uh, we'll have to talk offline. You might wanna be interested in creating your own AWS section so you don't have to travel uh, that distance. That's kind of what I had to do. Our, um, our section meeting was took about two, two hours for my students to attend. So it was really difficult. Um, so I was like, well, how about we just open one here in central Florida? And it's, it's been, uh, it's been going pretty good since we, we got it up and running, but we can, we can talk offline about that. Definitely. If that's something you're interested in. Sure. Yes. And then Lyle, why, um, what, what caused workshops for warriors to start up a student section with their facility? Well, Jason, um, basically, um, you know, um, we're up, we're a bunch of uh, either I'm a retired military, so most of my students, all of my students, are either veterans or active duty. Um, and one more thing is, you know, they always want to join another club, right? Not really, but um, bringing people together. And my whole premise to get them together was to, um, you know, if they're going to be a welder in industry, they should have the contacts they should have, um, you know, start their networking early. They shouldn't wait till they graduate and then go, Oh, maybe I should have talked to this guy or that guy. So if we, we started our, our, you know, student chapter so that it would give them a head start. Um, they would become AWS members. So every, you no, know, we actually take care of that. We pay for their membership. 
you know, and then we enroll them into the student chapter. And then, you know, it's been tough because with COVID and then I only have these men and women for 16 weeks. So, you know, trying to hold student chapter meetings every week and, you know, kind of like um, the rest of the folks try to do, uh, it, it's been tough. So, um, but, you know, we, we, we do what we need to do. We, we um, get the information out there. We attend section meetings, you know, when they were, when pre COVID. So, but yeah, the, I guess the big need was is to get um, them antiquated or not antiquated, but integrated into the welding industry and get them to understand what's welding about. It's, it's more than just sitting behind a welding um, in, in a welding booth behind trying to run a plate or a, or a pipe. Um, there's more going on in the welding industry. It's not just sitting in a booth. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I can kind of attest to that too. Cause like once you get out of the military, you're, you're kind of lost. Um, whereas you had this sense of camaraderie, you had something in common with everybody. So trying to find and identify with another group of people uh, with similar interests and, and beliefs and, and goals and stuff like that. So the AWS section meetings, that's kind of helped me, you know, with my transition once I kind of got in later. Uh, but once I found that, I was like, okay, this is very similar to when I was in the military. We've got uh, kind of a structure. Um, we have meetings and, you know, I have other, I'm surrounded by people that are like-minded, all goal-driven, uh, looking to take that next step in, in our career. So it's a constant driving force. So I think getting them involved with AWS early, you know, throughout their transition is it's going to help a lot of them, you know, especially the ones that are returning from overseas. And, and Byron, you run the, um, you run, you're the president or the chairman of your student section. So tell me what was it? Well, let's start off with what grade are you in? Um, I'm a junior in high school, so I'm 17. Okay. And when did you start? Uh, when did you become the chairman of your section? Um, this year I was elected president and I was vice president last year. Congratulations. So what, what is it, uh, what sparked your interest? What caused you to get involved? Uh, you know, obviously it's a lot of work, you know, being a volunteer as a vice president and now the president of the section. Um, what caused you to get into it and, and volunteer? Um, well, I just heard about it my freshman year when I started welding and I figured be a good opportunity, something I'd like. I liked welding, fell in love with it right away. And I figured this would be a good way to expand my horizons with it. So I jumped right in and brought some friends with me. So uh, it's been great and I love what we do. And it's a good way to just, uh, you know, expand welding as a whole. Okay. And how often are you guys meeting with your student sections? So currently we meet every Tuesday during our lunch period on a Microsoft Teams call, but we usually meet at lunches, but uh, COVID's been obviously a struggle this year. So we just meet on Zoom now or Microsoft Teams. Okay. And then what do you guys typically do for average section meetings? Like not when we have to deal with COVID, um, but like what are some of your, your functions and duties, responsibilities that you guys go through? So when COVID excluded, we usually try and do one community service event a month whether that's raising money for something or bringing flowers to an elderly home. Or one big thing was our cell phones for soldiers drive that we usually do. So that involves we go and collect um, used cell phones that people want to donate and then they get recycled. And all that money goes to soldiers overseas for calling cards to call back home 
typically around the holiday season, but that's one big thing that we do. And then we have a few other competitions we do. Um, we shop for holiday baskets for food for uh, the needy, and we uh, make ornaments for Christmas to raise money for our club. So there's a few things that we do just in our meetings we discuss and plan and kind of separate into committees on who wants to do what. So we kind of organize during our meetings typically. That's, that is really awesome. Um, first of all, thank you for doing that, especially for the military men and women, because I can't tell you how valuable the phone card is, uh, especially when, you know, when you're way overseas and you know you can't just pick up your cell phone and dial home and you need to have access to a phone card. Um, that's literally like gold. And I would imagine this time of year, uh, it means more than anything. So thank you for doing that, number one. Um, but it sounds like you guys are, are really organized. You got your stuff together. You're part of something bigger than yourselves. Do you think that's helping you to grow at a professional level? I do, absolutely. Like taking on the lead as president. I'm in charge of a lot of splitting people up and making committees. And I think it's helped me grow. I mean, just public speaking in general, talking to everyone, getting everyone on the same page. It's been really helpful for me and it will continue to be really helpful in the future. I think it's been a great opportunity and it's been very beneficial for me, for sure. That's a big thing because uh, as, as easy as it sounds, talking is hard, especially when you get in front of a, a group of people or even on a Zoom meeting, you know, it becomes difficult. Like you've got the words in your head, you just can't get them out your mouth in the right order. Right. Um, Absolutely, yeah. so no, definitely. I mean, that, that's going to help out a lot. And then do you guys, um, ever reach out to potential employers with the section, um, and host like technical meetings or, or anything like that? Um, I think, uh, Miss Galbaby could handle that question. She knows probably a little bit more about that, uh, aspect of it than I do with the employers, but I'll hand it over to her. Okay. Yeah. So we have guest speakers come in and talk to the kids this year it's been different because we can't have them so we're trying to line it up in zoom but um, we actually do tours of the local businesses uh, manufacturers here in town and um, we're always learning of new businesses that we never even knew existed and they let us come in and tour um, we have boeing to um, pioneer aeronautics to um, mcdantum who makes regulators in our community. And then we also bring them in for our high school um, weld off competition that we hold in January, which we're not going to get to have this year because of COVID. But um, then they come in, all these judges come in and we average 25 judges to judge our weld off competition. And um, they come in and the kids do this really cool sculpture um, within four hours. And then the judges come in and meet with them and they make those ties with the students. And it's really awesome. Nice. Um, so we're very fortunate to have that huge community support for the students. In the past, we, the tours have been really awesome for the kids. We go just for an hour or two after. Um, we try to do one a month. But last year and this year has been a huge challenge. Right. So. Uh, one, one thing I would recommend, we do... Uh, we uh, welding competitions every year with our section down here in Orlando, reach out to your district director. Uh, I'm not sure who that is, but I could pull that up or I'm sure if you don't know, Daryl could pull it up for you. They have uh, scholarships that they give away for winners of the welding competitions. 
Um, and that helps, you know, the students pursue the next step in their career. Yes, we have been lucky enough to been um, part of that. So thank you so much. No, that's, that's definitely a great added benefit for the students that are coming in. And now is the welding competition open to all the different schools in the area or is it just your high school? It's a different welding competition. I don't know if you remember Junkyard Wars. Yes. Um, TV show. Well, that's what the kids do. They dig through. Well, they have four kids per team and two teams from our two local high schools. And they meet, um, they get four hours to weld a sculpture up in a, the theme that the club had come up with. And they have to design, build, and um, have like two welds of each process judged. And so it's been quite fun to see what they can come create in such a short time. And um, then our local Pacific Steel company puts them on display and sells them and donates the money back to the program too. So that's been really cool. So the kids' artwork sits out um, for a year in the local Pacific um, uh, showroom. Oh, that's really cool. And Lyle, what are, what are some of the things that your uh, student sections are up to? What are some of the things that they do on a regular basis? Well, when we were um, having the regular section meetings, you know, the students were um, basically would show up and, and they would learn about, um, you know, the various talks that might happen or we would get with some of the other colleges, like Palomar College is one of our um, – there's another, there's another section up there. So we would get together with them um, typically. And then we did do, um, last semester, we did a, um, a welding competition in-house um, because of COVID. So we were pretty much relegated to, to staying within the bounds of the, of the school. Um, you know, being a 16-week program, we don't get a lot of, a lot of time to um, do a lot of things. But um, our men and women travel, a lot of them travel down from Camp Pendleton. So I don't know the geography in San Diego, Camp Pendleton, it's about a 50 mile drive each way. So um, there's not a lot of time to do a lot of things, but we, we try to get, you know, like do pizzas and stuff like that. Um, do a pizza night or something when and if they, they can do it because there's a lot of carpooling going on. So yeah, I mean, not much excitement here. You know, it's really tough being 16 weeks, but um, we're actually expanding our program. So next year, um, we're going to have a uh, an additional um, course that we're putting online. We're going to, and then after that, we're going to have a fabrication course. So we're going to end up being um, students in house for about a year, which will make things better uh, in the long run for our student chapter because it'll add some longevity to the students time there at workshops for warriors. Mm -hmm. And that, that's kind of one of the things I was talking to Cindy before we, we went online here is the, uh, my program's 20 weeks. So I've wanted to do a student section for the longest time, you know, in that area. Um, but bringing the kids in, kind of explaining what AWS is, getting them interested, letting, you know, getting them to volunteer when, you know, the, the coursework is already so compressed uh, to add something else to that. And on top of it, most of them, uh, the men and women that come through my program, they're already working a, a full-time or part-time job in the evenings and on the weekends. So trying to add, you know, something more on there, it's, it's presented itself to be 
a bit of a challenge. So is that, um, Cindy, you probably don't have to deal with that as far as like, I mean, because you have the kids for what, I would say three to four years? Yes. So we're a four-year program. They start off, some of them start as freshmen, some start as sophomores. Um, But we run your, from August to uh, May. So it's really easy for us to meet every week. Um, Our school is really fortunate. We have 62 different clubs that they can be part of. And um, so sometimes we have to give a kid, they have to rotate weeks, but we're just fortunate to have that where you guys, it's a lot harder for you to have with adults having jobs and meeting and that, and they have their own personal lives too on top of that, or we're lucky enough we get to meet during school hours. Right. So it's, it's been pretty good only because like, our school is the the hub for the section meetings. So a lot of my students, they'll come out to all the section meetings. So we typically hold four to five section meetings per year. And we have a really good student turnout. Um, you know, I probably get 15, 20 students that show up to that plus our regular membership. So it's, it's actually more students than members. Um, but usually once they leave the program, they keep their, they switch their membership from student to, you know, once that expires, they come over to an AWS member, and that's slowly, we're slowly driving the, uh, this, the regular memberships in the sections through the students because they're getting a lot out of it. They see the benefits. I've been able to uh, place students with employers uh, because I have employers and students showing up to the same events, so there's a lot of networking going on. Um, Byron, do you, do you see that as an added benefit as, you know, you could possibly identify a potential employer due to some of the networking that you guys are doing with the, the AWS student sections? Yeah, absolutely. Miss G is really good about uh, hooking people up with jobs. She's always finding kids jobs. She found me one of mine. So I'm really grateful for that. But just the whole experience has been good. And she's been quite helpful with finding a job, like employing kids, whether they want to either go to school or join the workforce right away. She's always helping kids enter that next step, whether it's trade school, normal college or right into working. So the networking involved with the club has been quite amazing. Oh, that's great. And do you have uh, students from other schools participating in your student section or is it just the ones from your high school? Just right now we just have right from our high school, but uh, we could expand, I suppose. Is that is that something you guys are planning on in the near future? Yeah, I think that's something we should definitely look into because the other... I'm sorry, I interrupted. The other school in Helena, the other big high school, doesn't have a AWS club or anything. So I think it would be worth it to expand and get more people involved. I mean, the more the merrier when it comes to something like this. So I think that's something we should look into for sure. Right. And, and Cindy, tell me about some of the things you're doing as far as, um, you know, have you found a lot of interest from employers to participate with the student sections? Yes, we have the best community um, they are so into these students. They want to help them. They want to employ them. Um, we, our community is not a huge manufacturing community, like from where you guys come from, but for Helena, we have a decent amount and all those employers are constantly contacting me. Hey, do you have a student that can do this? Um, do you have anyone of this age that could come and work with us? Uh, in Montana, we have the age is a big thing for us. Most of our kids can't go to work until they're 18. That and was so. Uh, oh, good. That 
is an issue for us. So, um, but then we have other ones. Byron's one of my kids. He has three jobs, plus going to school and staying in the honor roll. Nice. And he kicks butt all the time. So, um, but he's had trade jobs to waiting tables, doing dishes, everything. And he's just done a fantastic job with that. Um, our other students are constantly looking for different things that they want to do. Um, we just had one student that's going to go work for Pioneer Aeronautic. They have to have 18 year olds and um, he starts right after our Christmas break. Okay. That, that's one of the worst things about getting into welding at such a young age. Cause I got in at 15 and my mom was lucky enough to get me a job for uh, a company that built, she did all their accounting work and it was a company that built uh, ambulances from the ground up. So it was all spool gun aluminum and aluminum TIG. And I got in there over the summer and they put me through the, the weld test, which was just like here, TIG these two pieces of aluminum together, set up the spool gun in the machine, run a nice bead. So I passed all that, filled out the application, went in and they, they hired me like right on the spot. I think I was making like $14 an hour, which was it was big money back in the 90s. And um, at the end of the day, the, the foreman came up and he's like, man, you, you did really good today, but I, I, I hate to tell you this, but I got to let you go. And I was like, oh man, what did I do? I, I, you know, I was here on time. You know, I did all the work that I was supposed to. I didn't take too long for break. What, what did I do? And he's like, if you could come back next year when you're 18, our insurance won't let us have you on the payroll. So uh, as soon as you turn 18, come back, we'd love to have you. And I was like, man, so I, I can, I, I feel for you on that one, uh, Byron, because it's, it's difficult trying to get into the trades, even though you have the skills uh, that you don't hit the minimum age requirements. So that was uh, that was a big kick in the shorts for me. So Daryl, for, for those of the folks that, um, that are interested in setting up uh, an AWS student section, what is the process um, to, to kind of get all the, the checks in the right boxes so that they can start their own student sections in their area? Absolutely. It's, it's a fairly easy process. I won't, you know, be shy in saying that we want as many of these to be able to pop up as possible. So we're, we're constantly trying to refine and streamline that process. I say the key things and we've got this all um, easily uh, accessible on the AWS.org website under the students area, you can find a thing called the student chapter toolkit and there's an organizational manual for student chapters right in there for anyone that you know wants to hunt that down and, and read it verbatim but the long story short is really what we want to see is a commitment from the school. Um, since in many of these cases like what uh, you know Cindy and, and uh, Byron have outlined there at the high school this uh, this AWS student chapter is operating like a club so it's operating on campus during school hours and to ensure that it doesn't conflict with any of the other uh, school activities uh, and that the school um, isn't going to shut this thing down maybe a couple weeks after it's gotten started. We asked for a formal letter of support from the school's administration acknowledging that yes there will be you know a staff person involved with uh, guiding this club uh, but for the most part the chapter will be run by the students uh, so that letter of support is essential and then after that we take that letter of support forward to the local district director uh, of the the aws uh, uh, district in that area to get them to be aware of the interest they have a quick conversation with the school or the entity the educational institution to ensure that everyone's on the same page and we're not duplicating or you know replicating something that might already be uh, done and then we, uh, you know, give them some support right from the start. We provide the school with a uh, a, uh, a 
essentially a gift, a financial gift to help get that student chapter off the ground. So if they want to have an opening meeting, a pizza party, if they want to acquire some additional materials for their welding shop so they can do some additional hands-on training outside of the normal coursework, they'll have some cash in hand, a very modest amount, but some cash in hand to be able to do that. We provide them with a selection of AWS publications, some of our codes and standards um, that they can then uh, utilize if they don't already have access to. Now that they can show the students these books that they might be working from in the future. Um, and uh, essentially, we can then become their main point of contact for anything they may need from the AWS or within the industry. So they've got a direct uh, line of communication with us. That's really cool. I didn't know that they, uh, the student sections actually had their own library. So that's, yeah. I kind of, I run the, the one for our section. So it's, it's kind of nice having access to those documents and then people are able to come in and, and review them, you know, so it's free of charge as a member if you have a, a section in your area they should have a, a pretty robust library of the different code books and technical manuals that, you know, you can go in there and you can't take them with you. Uh, you can't check them out, but you can kind of read and peruse, you know, at your leisure, you know, you just set up a, a time with the, uh, the librarian. But that's, that's really cool. I didn't know that that was a, a benefit of the student sections. Yep. Something we, we certainly want, just as you said, you know, you're actively involved with the section have looked in the student chapter. And yet a lot of folks don't realize that that is one of the benefits of being involved with the student chapter, just like the unique benefit of an AWS member having access to the section library as an AWS student member who's involved with their student chapter. They have access to those publications that the student chapter maintains. Okay. And then um, Byron, what are, what are some of the responsibilities that you have to handle as far as, uh, you know, since you're the president, are you, are there are a lot of documents that you have to fill out and file with AWS. I mean, do you find that they're a great resource when you need additional uh, resources for, for the school or for the section? Um, I primarily take care of more on the uh, people side of things. I recruit, I organize, you know, within the meetings, telling people what to do. But a lot of the paperwork is handled by Ms. G. Um, besides all the membership stuff we fill out. But uh, like you said, all those resources have been really helpful. The student library is nice. And it's been good for the club as a whole. So Cindy, what are, what are some of the documents that you have to fill out? I mean, do you have, I would imagine that there's like a treasury report you have to do, you have to kind of document all the section meetings. I mean, is that pretty labor intensive or is it pretty straightforward and, and you found it, um, you know, a rather easy process to deal with every year? It's so easy to set up a chapter and it is so easy to maintain your chapter paperwork. Um, the end of the year report is very simple um, to fill out. Uh, the hardest part for me is keeping track of all the kids' membership numbers for the end of the year report. That's the hardest part because um, they lose their cards all the time. So now I have to make sure I write them down or that so we can fill out our report. Um, but it's really simple to have a club, maintain the club, you're supported. When I first started, we didn't have uh, section support at all. Um, the last couple years, our section has just really helped us out a lot. And so um, it's really been awesome to see the growth that we've gotten. So and simple you way to have a club. Have you, have you seen like um, the students kind of getting together more and more and kind of bonding a little bit more because of the section, because that's something else that they have in common in addition to taking a welding class? Yes. So last year's teams that competed in the weld off, they were kind of friends before, but not real close. 
But oh my gosh, did they become the best buds after winning the competition, being in that team, um, having that connection. We have kids that are extremely brilliant to kids that struggle and they just mesh so well together because of the club. So it's just awesome to see them all grow and be friends. Some of our seniors have gone off and they're still in contact with the underclassmen that are still there. And it's really cool to see. So do you see the, the, the people that have graduated and got into industry? I mean, do they come back and kind of talk to the students about their career path and, and you know, kind of their, their welding journey? Yes, they try to. Um, I just was in contact with one of my old students. He's been gone over 10 years and he just made a big donation to our um, program and because of what we taught him in high school, which was just this much. And then he went on to Montana Tech and got his engineering degree and lives out in Wisconsin and is just doing so fantastic. And he comes back and talks to the kids if he's home for the Christmas break. He makes sure to stop in and talk to the students. Now, that's really cool. And and Lyle, I want to pick your brain a little bit because you have – uh, your your program's four weeks shorter than mine. My excuse has always been I've got a, a twenty week program. So how do you get the how do you get the students interested uh, not only in the the section meetings but you know participate and then take on a leadership role? I mean that that can't be it can't be hard to find somebody for the leadership because I mean you get a class full of jarheads. I can say that. Um, but uh, you know how, as far as like because in the military we're always told you know don't volunteer for anything. So how do you how do you recruit these guys to come in and actually volunteer and, and give up their time to uh, to participate in the section meetings? Well, you know, um, I'm retired Navy. I don't know if anybody knew that, but I know you do. Uh, but you know what Navy stands for, right? Never again volunteer yourself. So, you know, for the, for us in the Navy, you know, we all take a take a deep breath and go, do I really want to do I really want to raise my hand? So when I'm addressing a lot of the Marines that we have in the class, um, you know, we you always have the people that are eager and they always want to assume the leadership role. So it takes a little bit to go through the group and and try to get the right person, get the right personality that that would be a good fit that can bring everybody together. Because sometimes the strongest leader doesn't always make the best, you know, candidate for what we need. We need somebody that's kind of a diamond in the rough and we can, we can groom them and get them to understand what we're trying to do. And maybe they can circle the wagons and get our, our men and women together and, and come up with, with a project or come up with a, a something that they can do as a group, as a whole. So, um, and, and I know I keep beating this drum, it's COVID and, you know, we're always having a rough time trying to figure all this out, but um, it, it gets rough, um, but you know, it, it, it's a weeding out process. So. And, and how difficult or easy was it for you guys for workshops for warriors to kind of go through the process and become an AWS uh, student section? Well, I mean, that was, you know, that was a few years ago. Um, I'm trying to remember how many years ago it's been, uh, at least four years ago. Um, but it was a fairly easy process. You know, I, I went on, on the website. I don't know if they had a um, student toolkit back then, but they had something that we could, we could draw from. And I downloaded all the info and I, I did all the legwork and, and I had to talk to my boss and I had to get a 
you know, a bunch of approvals and, and go and basically type up our bylaws and, and, you know, convert it into workshop for workshops for warriors bylaws and, and get that all approved and have my boss sign off on it and get that letter to the AWS that states, you know, we were not going to interfere with any other function going on at school, but it's fairly straightforward. Um, not that tough at all. Um, seriously, you know, if you're an organization or group uh, out there and you want to make a difference and impact in, in, in your students, um, career as a welder, as a fabricator, you know, somebody who wants to be involved with the AWS, uh, which I've been involved since 1986. Think about that. But think about that. I was signed up, wasn't through a student chapter, but I just took a liking to the AWS, the AWS. And, you know, that's what I'm doing with my students is getting them involved with the AWS, the benefits that are involved, you know, that, that come along with the AWS. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit. There, there is no limit basically. So you, you just got to dive in and, and make it happen. So that's what I did with the student chapter because I was looking, I was thinking long-term and, and, and it's paying off because workshops for warriors were growing and our, our student membership's growing and our student population is growing even during COVID. So, you know, got to keep your head up and move forward and, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's straightforward, real easy process. And then every year I have to go ahead and do the financials and that's not that bad. So you just keep track of your, your meetings and your events that you've done, put them all down on there. I get with my bookkeeper because we actually, um, they have a line item that they set aside that we keep our money. So it's easier for me to track. I don't have to open a separate bank account or whatever, but, and then we just, um, you know, track the money and track the, 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 um, whatever we did through the year. And then we document it and we just send it off. Okay. And, and Daryl, yeah. is there like a, a limitation on how many student sections you could have in one area? Cause I know like, because I'm, I'm in the central Florida area. So there obviously can't be another AWS section in central Florida. Cause there's already, I mean, is there uh, a limitation on how many student sections you could have for one area since there's so many different types of high schools, trade schools, colleges, you know, in, in one yep. area? Yeah, no, no, it's a great question for that reason. Because if you look at our sections, we try to have our sections have a, a pretty, you know, good area of coverage uh, for that reason to be able to have a wide, uh, wide range of uh, individuals that can be involved in that section. But when we look at our student chapters, there really isn't a limit. We actually don't specify a specific number for any area for the exact reason you mentioned. There might be two high schools within a mile of each other, but each of those high schools could have their own AWS student chapter because those students are being get engaged right there on campus for the most part. And that's the whole purpose of these chapters is to make the AWS as accessible as possible. Encouraging them all the way, just as you said, Jason, you know, like with the Central Florida Orlando section, trying to get the students involved in the actual section meetings as well. But getting that starting point right there on campus with the AWS student chapter, essentially as a club on campus on site, make it easy for the students to get involved, see the value, and then um, work them into the section. And literally first rung of the ladder right there is a student chapter and begin to uh, continue to climb from there. Okay. Now that, that's really interesting because I know that we have one out at uh, the Daytona State area 
Uh, we have an, uh, a student section, but I mean, that, once again, that's kind of a bit of a drive to, to get students to try and sell them on the idea of, you know, getting involved with the student sections. Be like, hey, now you got to drive two hours the opposite way instead of going north. You know, now we're going to go, we're going to head out to the East Coast. <laughs> so, uh, well, no, now, you know, one great. thing I'd add to that as well is, you know, just as things are changing across the country with uh, schools being more controlled, kind of being locked down, not allowing visitors and things on campus, even more of a reason why we'd want to support any school or institution that comes across and says, hey, I have an interest in establishing a student chapter. Instead of encouraging them to go down the street or, you know, to the next uh, county up to the, the active student chapter that might already exist, we'd say, absolutely, let's help you get one started right there on campus to ensure it's accessible and your students don't have to worry about either being turned away or making a long haul. All right, so Daryl, what, what are some of the, what's something that you would recommend to some of the students that are kind of apprehensive or on the fence about joining a, a student section? I mean, what are, what are some of the benefits they're going to get out of it? What are some of the reasons that they would want to sign up and, and volunteer and give their time to be a part of it? Sure. So pretty much like we had heard Byron, you know, talk about right from the start is, it's a way for him to, to get more involved. It was a really informal way to gain some very formal professional development experience um, to be able to serve in a leadership role, uh, especially for someone that might not have leadership experience prior. This is a great first step you know, into uh, that role as a leader, even right there on campus in your school, helping to coordinate activities, something you're already interested in, something you know you wanna grow that passion for, in this case, be in welding. Uh, through the AWS student chapter, taking on a role, whether it just be as kind of a student, you know, in the beginning, that's a fly on the wall, attending a meeting, just kind of watching and observing, maybe participating in some of those different community service projects that the club might be, uh, be coordinating, and then slowly asserting yourself more and more. I think like we've heard here, and you know, pretty much all of us have experienced in life, the more you assert yourself, the more you're gonna gain from it. So certainly a safe way for someone that's uncertain to kind of take an interest, keep an eye on it. And as they start to develop more of that interest and want to grow that passion, sink their claws into it, you know, and take on some additional role. Maybe one year be the secretary and climb that ladder to becoming the, the, the vice chair and then becoming the chairman or chairperson of the, of the club a couple of years down the line and gain that professional uh, development experience along the way. Okay. And, and Cindy, kind of the same question for you, because you have to be there to oversee the section, um, what's something that you would tell either uh, a welding instructor or one of the administrators, you know, that are kind of on the fence, apprehensive about, um, you know, going through and, and starting a section up? So the biggest thing is giving your kids the most experiences that they can have in a high school situation, getting them out, meeting new people. Um, and so just give those students any chance that they can have to make connections as a young person and then take those connections in pass through high school. Um, I was also a member in college. Um, as an AWS student, we were members and then I've been a member since 95. But because I taught at a smaller school, I couldn't afford my membership for a couple of years. So it only tells you that I've been a member for 15 years compared to what I really have been. Um, so it's just getting out there, making those connections. I made so many connections through the, our college when I was in it and having those experiences. And that's what I wanted for my students is to have that and be able to expand and 
meet with their community and do things for the community and not just take from the community, but give back. So um, that's what the chapters are about is giving back and building connections. That's a great point. And then Lyle, kind of same question for you for an administrator or a welding instructor, maybe another staff member at the school. Um, what would you kind of tell them to kind of get them inspired to go ahead and start up their own student section in their area? So, yeah, I mean, I think it's beneficial, um, you know, as growth as a, as a human being and, and growth as a, a citizen and, and, you know, in this country, we become so distant that, you know, everybody's on their phones all the time. Well, it's hard to get people back together in groups and discuss ideas and, 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 you know, do some mentoring. Um, so I, I think anytime that, that you can set up a student chapter and, you know, you can, you can help your team grow, you can help your students grow. Um, it, it makes a better organization as a whole, like workshops for warriors. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, it brings recognition to the school, but then again, it, it, you're growing uh, an individual that is going to be a welder or a fabricator someday, or maybe an inspector or an engineer. Um, uh, without these ideas, you know, you're just going to stagnate and go through the welding program, and then you're just going to go on, and you're not going to think twice about, oh, you know, why didn't we have a student chapter? So I try to bring all this up to people and and administrators at my school. Um, you know, to help them understand why we do, do do the things that we do and to help our, our students grow. So I, I think that's a great point. And then also I, I could see it highly beneficial as a recruiting tool for whether you're trade school or college, um, you know, because those are the, the places that kind of hack to actively recruit a student. Um, you could show, you know, how involved you actually are with the, the welding industry. So I've noticed that some of the students that come through previous, you know, prior to enrolling in the program, they see how active we are with AWS and how active we are within the welding community. And that kind of helps sell the program a little bit more because you're not just teaching it, you know, outside, outside the class, you're involved with welding too, be it in the industry or as part of AWS or, you know, whatever the case may be, they see that you're, you know, you're, you're practicing what you're preaching as well. So I think that's also a great recruiting tool is, Hey, you come in here, you know, you're going to learn welding, but we also have you have access to, to becoming part of the, the, the student section here. And here's some of the benefits of getting involved with the student section and growth and networking opportunities and all that. So I, I think that's another added benefit. So I'm kind of actually selling myself on starting up my own student section, if you guys haven't figured that out yet. Um, but no, I, I think uh, that I've, I've run out of excuses of why not to do it. And I know that that wasn't the, the premise of having you all on today. Um, but I, I think that's one of the this benefits an intervention that, for you, Jason. I, I see that. I see that <laughs> as if I'm not involved enough already with AWS, uh, I'll, you know, I'll add another feather in my cap or actually, you know what, I'll probably push it off on one of my other instructors and have them run the whole thing and I can help kind of oversee it, you know, kind of delegate like, uh, like Byron does. I'll just go through and be like, Hey, guess what you're going to do on Monday? Uh, so, but I, I think it would be an added benefit because like I said, um, our section only meets four times a year, four to five times a year, but it seems like the student sections are a lot more active. And then there's some other, um, there's some other aspects that I could see highly beneficial too. Whereas with the school, I have a lot of red tape um, that I could kind of run some more benefits through the, the program for the students. 
under the the guise of AWS. So I think that would help out a lot um, as far as getting different materials and running competitions and um, you know things things of that nature. So I, I think uh, you, you guys kind of have me sold on the whole idea of of starting a, a student section. So. And that's why this is so important for students to hear as well, because like you heard from Byron, Byron's a, is is kind of that shining star of what we hope to see in a lot of our student chapters. You know, Cindy, as the the welding instructor there on campus, is the student chapter advisor, overseeing things, making sure that the students are staying within the rails. But it really is her students that are driving this chapter forward. She's there to make connections, bring in additional resources, tie them back to headquarters when needed. But you hear Byron, they're taking their lunch break to get together and, and kind of plan things out and coordinate this and then loop whoever else needs to be looped in at that point. And so for any, you know, uh, instructors or potential advisors out there that are the ones that might be trepidations to say, well, I've got my hands full, especially with teaching remote and this and that. I don't know that I can take on one additional thing. We'd encourage you to look at it from the perspective of really trying to, you know, see this as an additional benefit for your student and then have the students take ownership of it. And once those students take ownership of it, there's a lot of pride that gets wrapped into that and the students will sail that thing forward in the most uh, beautiful ways. Great. And then what's the, what's the transition like from one class to the next? Cause obviously um, Byron's not going to be there forever. I mean, you guys have new elections every year to, to see who's going to take over the, the different chairs or do they rotate, you know, for maybe a year or two? Uh, we try to have an underclassman be our vice president so that they could move into the president um, position, but they still run for it. Um, we have an election every fall. And so um, it's amazing how many kids want to run and be part. And it's just so cool. These kids, I've learned more from the kids than they think. They think they learned a lot from me, but I learned from them all the time. Okay. And how willing and all the cool things that they come up with for the club. Yeah, about the elections, we send new people in, get someone ready for the leadership position. And then like this year, I had three friends who had never welded before. I convinced them to uh, take welding one, and then I convinced them to join the club. And now they're all in some sort of leadership position, and they really like it. So, Oh, so you actually recruited for the program and then recruited for the section. Active. Sorry, what was that? I said you actually recruited for the welding program and then you recruited for your section. Right. Yeah, the more the merrier. So I had friends that I thought would like the program and I kind of forced them into it. But now they, they really took to it and love it. So good. it's good to have them. That's one way to do it. So before we get out of here, yeah. uh, does anybody have any closing remarks uh, regarding the AWS student sections? Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Cindy. I just want to thank everyone for the military um, for all your service. That is so cool. The projects that you guys have come up with and for your dedication to our country. Um, but starting a student membership club is so easy. I just recommend it to everyone to start one. It's simple. It doesn't take any a huge amount of time and it's a lot of fun. Lyle, do you have anything? Yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, thank you guys for uh, allowing me to come on here and um, you know represent workshops for warriors. Um, you know, starting a student chapter, it, like Cindy said, it, it, it's not that hard. It's you know you just dive in and, and get it done, and then you know the rest is uh, just finding the time to to get people together and 
and make things happen and, and, you know, and try to make an impact in, in the men and women's lives, you know, because my, my student chapter, you know, the average age is about 23, 24, you know, so trying to get them all corralled in a, in a, or in a setting and then try to get something done and meaningful. And then everybody's time is so valuable, but you know, it's worthwhile in the end. So if you're on the fence, if you're, you've been thinking about it and you run a 20 week program, maybe you should start that student chapter. I'm not focusing this on you. Am I? Jason? It, it so. sounds like it, but you know, Hey, you know, I can take my <laughs> but, legs. Yeah. But you know, it, it's really worth worthwhile. Um, it, it's enjoyable. You know, me after I've been welding 44 years, um, just seeing the spark in their eyes, you know, and even if they're 20 something, they, they still have that yearning to learn and to network with engineers and other welders because they want to know what it's like down the road. So they want to know how to prepare themselves. And this is a great way to do that. You know, it doesn't cost them anything. It's, you know, it's, but a little bit of time. So yeah, do that, you know, start that student chapter. It, it will, what, what can it hurt? Mm-hmm. It, it can't hurt anything. You know, it, it'll, It'll make your organization better. It'll make them better welders and, and better students through the program. So, yeah, just dive in and get it done. Um, and the last thing I want to do is to do a little plug for Workshops for Warriors. So, wfw.org. That's workshopsforwarriors.org. Um, just sign up if you're a, a man or woman that's served or um, currently serving. We, we're a skill bridge organization. We also have active duty people in our program. So I just wanted to throw that out there to you guys. No, that's Thank great. Thank you so much. Great information. Thank you. And then, uh, Byron, any, any closing remarks? Oh yeah. I'd like to thank you guys a lot for organizing this whole thing. It's been, it's been great. And I really, uh, thankful to be here, but, um, about the club, I guess it's been, I'm so grateful that I've been able to be a part of this and be in a leadership position. I love to lead people. And especially when it's an organization that's doing good for its members and the community, it's been really great. It uh, makes me feel really good when we, you know, get stuff done as a club, whether it's for the community or taking part in a competition. It's just a really good opportunity that I'm so lucky to have at this age when a lot of students don't. So starting a student chapter, if you're thinking about it, I recommend doing it because coming from a student, it's definitely one of the highlights of my high school career so far. So I just am so thankful to be in this position and have these opportunities. Well, that's really cool to hear. And then uh, Daryl, any closing remarks or additional resources you want to get out there? Sure. Absolutely. I would say, you know, kind of final thought is keep in mind as you heard from, you know, the different experiences here uh, from the folks that are directly involved with these student chapters they are not cookie cutters. They're extremely, adaptable to whatever your setting is. So whether you're a 16 week program or a four year, you know, high school, uh, high school, trade school, independent organization. If you have a group of individuals that are interested in welding, joining, cutting any facet of the industry that the AWS is here to support, we'd love to be able to, to engage you in a conversation about establishing a student chapter there and how you can then make it be most successful for the students you're trying to engage. And I'd just leave you with, you know, if you're looking for more information, I referenced earlier, you could head over to the AWS.org website and search for student chapters there, 
or you're more than welcome to just email us directly at membership at aws.org. If you just reference this podcast in the subject line or somewhere in the email, we'll know exactly what you're interested in learning more about and we'll, we'll follow up with you right away. So membership at aws.org will help you get, get on the right track to learning more. That's great. And I'll go ahead and I'll put the links to the, uh, the different services and stuff down in the, uh, the links to the show, uh, the details for the show or the, like the, the link list that I put in there for, for each episode. Well, thank you everybody for taking the time to meet with me. Um, I'm sure that the listeners are going to find this very beneficial. Hopefully we can kick off some more memberships in the, uh, the 2021 year and appreciate you guys coming out. All right, everyone, that's it for this month's installment of Weld Wednesdays with AWS. Be sure to tune in the first Wednesday of every month for new episodes. I hope this episode has answered some questions regarding student sections and that you're now considering starting a section of your own. I know I am. Once again, thanks for listening, and until next time, make every weld better than your last.